You're invited to settle in with me while we navigate the trails that lead to projector fulfillment. I'm Alex Cantone, and you're listening to another self-projected transmission. I'm just gonna jump right into it. The other day, my friend sent me something from someone who I don't know in the human design space. It was a reel and the messaging was projectors stop waiting for the invitation. And then this person proceeded to say that there's actually this like energetic thing that if projectors wait for the invitation, it sends a mixed signal to the universe and it stops invitations from magnetizing to them. And instead, since that's the truth, you should just go out there and live your life and search for alignment and let things come to you and align and attract the, the magnetize opportunities to you through intentional action. And I saw it and I was like, well, this feels really off. I don't like this. I don't like the way that this feels. I don't like the messaging here. And I have no idea who the person is. So this isn't about name calling and saying this person teaches human design wrong. It's just that I have a judgment about this. I have an opinion about this. I don't feel good in my body about this. This does not feel like the way for me. It feels very much like I understand the concept and I totally get where this person was coming from and what they were trying to say. But I also just want to take a moment to clear the air and speak from my own experience and what I've learned about being so empowered in the process of waiting for invitations and why it has been the thing that has allowed me to create the life that I'm so excited to wake up and live every single day. And I think that if I feel that way through orienting myself in the correct environments for me that ultimately allow me to attract the invitations that lead me to the opportunities that I'm meant to experience to feel purpose-led and connected and in love in my life, then there have to be other projectors out there who are seeking clarity around how do I create or how do I take this strategy of the invitation of waiting for the invitation and see it through this lens of empowerment and positivity. And, you know, it. here's the thing, like, gosh, I'm all riled up. I'm riled up not because I'm like, I'm right. This person is wrong. It's just like, oh my gosh, I totally understand what this person is saying. And I just want to say it in a different way. I just want to offer a different perspective because I think that things can become a little bit harmful in black and white when we go from we're learning about human design, we're hearing these things like your strategy is to wait for the invitation and you're like, okay, cool, I have to wait for the invitation. And you're like, I don't really understand, not really sure, getting to the point where I was at one point in my human design journey where I'm like, I'm just going to reject that overall and go full force on not waiting for invitations. And I want to see 
what happens when I don't wait for invitations. And here's a thing that I've had to really, really get clear on and work with myself on is that even though my work in the world is dedicated to supporting people and understanding their energy and living life in a way that works for them, there's no way that I can know where you're at right now in your experience as you're listening. There's no way that I could possibly understand what is going through your mind, what you have experienced, and what you need right here, right now, as you are in your process and your own personal experiment to ultimately live this human design lifestyle. And I honor that each and every person who is listening to this is somewhere different and is taking in this information from a different vantage point and a different perspective. So if you are at that crossroads that I was at not so long ago, where I felt so disempowered by the process of waiting for the invitation to the extent of saying to myself, you know what, I'm just going to reject this as a truth for me overall and move totally on the opposite side of the spectrum and stop even thinking about waiting for invitations. And I'm just going to go out there and live my life and say what I want to say and make things happen and do what I want to do. And so it is. To each their own, you know? Like I said, I have released the need to control anyone's process. And in addition to that, I have released the need to control my own process, which is why waiting for invitations actually really works for me. And... I don't need to explain the energetics. I have done that in plenty of previous podcasts. But when I was listening to this thing that a friend had sent me and I started to feel really strongly in my body, I dug deep and I got curious about that. And I was wondering why I felt so strongly about this. And I think it was because I was putting myself in the shoes of me, a previous version of me, who would have listened to that and really gone out into my life and made a bit of a mess of it. And there's nothing wrong with making a mess. In fact, I think that you need to go out there and make a mess of it to figure out where you like to be and who you like to be around and what it is that you want to keep exploring and keep taking in more of. That's so, so important. But something that I just feel so strongly about is understanding that the process of waiting for the invitation is not about putting your life on hold and waiting for someone to knock on your door and give you this golden invitation to say, hey, Alex, you now have permission to go out and live your life. We all have a life. We all need to go out and live life, and experience life, and see the world, and take the world in, and learn lessons through what the world, and the earth, and the people who are in it have to teach us. Just because you're a projector doesn't mean you don't have permission to go out there and live. But we do have to understand the importance of the invitation in the first place, which is to protect our energy, which is that our energy is so precious, our way, our insight, how we carry ourselves is so incredibly special that only a select few people are able to take that in. Only a select few people can be chosen to experience that, to experience us, because 
we have this beautiful limitation. It's a beautiful limitation, which is our greatest strength. And that is the ability to focus so intently on what is right in front of us. So to respect ourselves and to respect our energy is to be selective about who and what and where we choose to direct our focus. If you're in a place where you're not quite sure what you want, where you want to be, and how you want to spend your energy, then the advice from that person to not think about invitations and to stop waiting and to just go out there and experience life and make things happen might be the thing that you need to do right now for yourself. I know that I've definitely been at a place in my life where I've had to just go, you know what, I'm just going to stop even trying and I'm just going to live. But the messaging was backwards to me because ultimately what it was saying was stop waiting for invitations and start making things happen and start living your life. And I would just tweak it a little bit and say, Stop thinking about waiting for invitations and just enjoy and surrender to the process of life. So rather than taking it as this messaging to grip on tightly, forget about waiting and go make shit happen and instead just say, forget about any invitations that you're supposed to receive and learn how to get lost in the process of waiting, which is ultimately nothing more than the process of getting to know yourself, your environment, and those who are in it through experience and surrender to what is around you. To me, that just feels a little bit more expansive in my body when I frame it that way. And perhaps that was the messaging that that person was trying to get across, or maybe not. Who knows? It's really not the point. The point was this brought something up in my body that really invited me to look at my life and where waiting for invitations are really serving me. And it got me thinking about my current relationship. And I just wanted to share how amazing this dynamic has been and how we figured out this really just natural back and forth energy dynamic between the two of us that really works. And the reason why it's all connected to this is because in this relationship, especially in the beginning of the relationship, I had to learn to refrain from making things happen. And in doing so, I realized how much I actually was trying to make happen rather than sitting back and waiting to be invited into the deeper experience, into the greater commitment, into the next opportunity. And I think that one of the hardest things, I know that one of the hardest things for me has been letting go of control. It's been trusting that if I don't say the thing or try to make it happen or initiate the thing, that it will happen if it's meant to. And there are ways to indirectly plant seeds and manipulate energy in your integrity in such a way that shows people that you are open to receiving invitations from them. So let's get into it. I'm in a relationship with a 3-5 sacral generator. We met a few months ago and I've always been the type of person in relationship who feels big feelings right away. And because those big feelings feel scary, 
I want to protect them and define them through labels. So I, in past experiences, have been that person who's like one week in and I'm just like, wait, so what is this? What's happening? Where are you? All of these things and just like wanting to know so badly, where are you at and what's going on? And ultimately, the the bottom line, like the underlying message in that response is just me wanting a sense of safety, me wanting to know, is it safe for me to continue opening up here? So when I met my current partner, I had felt this sense of peace and calm like I had never experienced before, especially in the beginning of a relationship. I found that I was always entering into relationships that felt very hot and cold and up and down and that like, oh my gosh, that passionate burning excitement where you just are like obsessing over every next move and thinking that that's being in love and and being super tumultuous and just, yeah, obsessive and as many of us call it in this world and culture, toxic. And I had convinced myself with previous partners that I was setting a standard and claiming my space and taking what I wanted and going after it and really like claiming what my truth was by being like, hey, so what is this and what's going on and what's happening here? And, you know, can we chat about this? And I always found that every time I brought things up that were ultimately me poking and prying for invitations to take the relationship to the next level or gauge if that person was interested in taking the relationship to the next level, that that would repel them from me and that would push them further away from me, right? And it wasn't like they didn't want to necessarily be with me. It was just like I wasn't trusting the timing of things and it felt like anytime someone circled back around to me and got really close, I would latch on and push in and then that would push them back further. So I was noticing that pattern before my experience with my current partner and I knew that this felt different even though I didn't really understand what was going on in the beginning. I just had this feeling in my body that if I wanted to do things a different way, I would have to really challenge myself to have some restraint and to wait and to cultivate patience in the process of the natural unfolding of the relationship, which I had never really done before. And ironically, things moved quicker than ever by me really pulling back and allowing myself to wait for the invitation. So that's why I've become a little bit protective over the concept of or the idea of telling projectors to not wait for the invitation because I've found that it has been the art and the practice that has allowed me to experience the most success in my life. It was funny because the morning that I had been sent this video, I was actually going on a hike with my boyfriend and I was all riled up. And he really doesn't know that much about human design. Like he knows that he's a 3-5 sacral generator and he understands the strategy of responding. But up until that day, I really hadn't shared much with him because again, I just don't feel the need to share anything with him that he doesn't want to know. For me, knowing his human design, knowing the basics is enough. I don't study his chart. I don't look at things deeply through the lens of his chart. I always look at him as a human first. And that's something that's been really important for me in relationship with my own boundaries, with 
this system is not over identifying myself or anyone else's behavior towards me with the energetics of the system. It's just something that has led me down a harmful path in the past. So I'm just careful when I'm navigating relationships and thinking about human design. And I don't bring my work into my relationship. I do enough thinking and learning about human design in my daily life, in my business. And I just don't need that with him. It's not fulfilling for me. So we're going on this hike and Something that him and I have always talked about and something that he has expressed to me has allowed him to really step into the role that he's always wanted to play in relationship is my ability to really relax into this feminine receptive role. And by that, I mean... I really let him lead. I let him lead our relationship. He plans everything. He, the only thing that I'm really sort of kind of in charge of, I would say, or the only area I lead in is decorating of the home and making our home a home. But other than that, he really is the leader in our relationship. And ultimately, as a projector, I feel like I am setting the tone for how I want to be led by showing up and loving him how I want to be loved. And those are the seeds that I plant and the indirect messages I send that support him in understanding how to continuously invite me into the relationship and assure that I feel safe and loved and seen and held and wanted and chosen and cared for every single day. So in the beginning of our relationship, things, I want to say they moved fast, but we were both very careful not to say things early on. One or two weeks into our relationship, we went on a vacation to the Dominican Republic and I distinctly remember having this moment, maybe the third or fourth night in where I was experiencing some really big feelings. I mean, you go on a couple of dates with someone, you decide to go on a vacation together. He's just like, hey, do you want to go on this vacation? I'm like, sure. Invitation received going. And I just didn't really have expectations for what it was going to be. I was like, this is fun. I'll just do it. So we were going to this really nice dinner one night and we were waiting for dinner and sitting on the edge of this dock and just looking up at the stars together, swinging on this swing. And it was like the most peaceful and magical moment, something out of a storybook that little girl Alex had always dreamed of being in. Yet I'm in this moment and there's just this overwhelming feeling of fear in my body. When I tapped into that fear, what I was feeling was I've gone really deep with this person quite quickly with basically no label, no promise, no sense of certainty on the horizon. And that feels really scary for me. And that feels really new for me. And I've never allowed myself to explore these kinds of depths with someone without there being a commitment established beforehand. And rather than expressing all of that to him, you know, he could sense that I was contracting in my body a little bit and he just sort of was checking in and asking me what was up and what was coming up for me. And I just said, I'm scared. I'm scared because I have really, really big feelings. And in the past, 
I have said things, not to him, but to previous partners, like, I'm scared and I need to know what this is. I'm scared and there needs to be a commitment or I can't do this anymore. It's like, I'm scared and here's the invitation that you need to give me, right? So in that moment, I had a choice and the choice was, do I tell him what I think I need out of fear to essentially make my fear disappear? Or do I express that I am feeling fear and offer him essentially the space to invite him into holding that fear for me and holding me through that, knowing that the actions of him showing up are sort of the prerequisites to the ultimate receiving of the invitation. So it wasn't until after the trip that we had, quote unquote, made it official. And, you know, it's just like in the past, I would have had these rules like, well, I'm not going to do this unless you're my boyfriend, unless I know this and unless I know you're committing to me. And that was just one of the first really concrete, clear moments to me where I recognized that it's not about getting the invitations I want when I want them. Clearly, I wanted to be with this person. And in that moment, I recognized that in order to continue going deeper with this person, I would need some sense of commitment. But regardless of feeling like I needed that, I was still safe with them. And it was still okay for me to continue breathing into my life and living my life and expressing how I felt. And that wasn't me asking for an invitation. And that's the fine little line there is it is so important to be expressive and to be honest about how we're feeling. But would him saying to me in that moment or me pressuring him or me, you know, pushing him into a corner and ultimately saying, I need X, Y, and Z or else I can't feel this thing. Is that true? Is that really what I needed in that moment? No. What I needed in that moment was to be held. And in that moment, he also assured me that, He didn't want to say things too soon, that he was feeling big feelings as well, but he wanted to move at his own pace and honor his process. And he had just been in a really in and out quick relationship that had gotten really intense and then really bad almost (laughs) within a couple of weeks. And I was honoring that he was in that as well and that he was processing from that as well. And, you know, there's a difference here between creating openings for invitations and asking for invitations. And it feels much better and it's much more natural to create openings for invitations as opposed to straight up asking for them. So when we were reflecting back on how our relationship has unfolded that day of the hike, when I had seen that reel, he asked me why I was so activated by this thing that I had seen. And he didn't watch it, but I was just sort of like, oh, wow, I just watched this thing and it just got me all riled up. And I, you know, and he's like, Walt, tell me more what's going on. And I'm like, you know how our relationship works where maybe sometimes I'm feeling something. And I express my feelings before you are ready to express them. And instead of asking you to express or give me what I'm seeking in the moment, I don't make that your responsibility. And I create space and you do the same for me. And then you typically show up a couple days or weeks later and provide me with exactly what I'm needing 
in that moment to go deeper and and open up and love harder. And I never have to ask for it because I don't want to control it. I don't want to control the unfolding of this relationship. And I wish I could actually ask him. I wish I could invite him on here and we could have a conversation about that because he articulates it so well, actually, where he just has this really amazing perspective on him wanting to lead and how without even talking about human design, how anytime he feels like someone is trying to come in and control the pace that he naturally wants to move at, he shuts down. And ultimately, his response is he's he wants to pull away. And he told me that the reason why he feels we were able to open up and move at this pace, which was fast from the outside looking in, but actually really felt so steady and easy and natural and just flowy, was because I never asked him to say anything or do anything or make any commitments before he was ready. So my sort of like that a little alarm bell went off when I was listening to that video because although I respect the messaging that that person was trying to send, in really helping projectors understand that it's not about sitting in the corner of your house, twiddling your thumbs and waiting for life to happen – It's still important to honor the timing of those around us. And there are ways to manipulate energy in integrity and plant seeds by really showing up and expressing where we're at and how we feel without making it someone else's responsibility to provide us with what we think we need to regulate that part of our body. The same thing happened for saying I love you to my partner. I felt it really, really fast. And I didn't really know if I was feeling love. So I was sort of just moving through it and moving through it and moving through it. And every time, you know, there would be this little pause and we would look at each other. I would like feel it. And then there were times when I would walk away and I'd be like, oh, why didn't I say it? And It's just going to come out of me at some point. And then we were getting to the point where I was really, really feeling it intensely. And I just like wanted to say it so badly. But every time I wanted to say it, I held back a little bit and not because I was scared, but because I really just respect him as a person. And I knew that he felt it, too, without even having to hear it. And I just knew that he probably wanted to say it when he was ready and be the person who said it when he was ready. And I could just sense that. But out of my own selfishness and impatience and the root pressure and the head pressure (laughs) of my undefined centers in the past, I would have asked for it or maybe said it before I was even ready or said it before I could sense that person was even ready. And the funny thing is he asked me to move in before we even said, I love you. And it was like, wait a minute. So if I'm moving in, that has to mean you're in love with me, right? You know, but I never said anything because I just knew I just trusted. And I think that's the thing, too, is especially when it comes to relationships, like I just trusted. And without that trust, things couldn't have unfolded in this way. And it's not like, oh, well, it's just because it was right. It's like, no, I really, really just respected the process of the relationship and it did truly feel like a timing thing. If him and I had met each other a year ago, I can't confidently say that we would have even given each other the time of day. 
I truly think that it's a maturity thing and a timing thing and an alignment thing. And most of all, a self-awareness thing. Because when you know how your energy impacts the other out of alignment, even if you don't know what energy type that person is, you just know as a projector that if you're poking and prying, you're not going to get what you want or it's not going to last. Whatever you end up getting, it's not going to last. But when you really allow yourself to open up as you feel safe and called and freely express what is coming up for you and how you're feeling without asking for someone to take responsibility for your desires, you create windows for invitations. And the same thing happened with him asking me to move into his house. I remember the first time I came to his house, I was looking around the rooms and I just had this like weird feeling inside of me. And I might've even said it to a friend. I was like, I think I'm going to live here. And that might sound crazy because I had only been on like two dates with him, but I was like, I don't know. I just, I feel like I'm going to live here. I really like being here. And then I would stay over a night and hang out the next day. And then I would stay over two nights and I would stay over three nights. And without saying anything, I just was expressing how I felt, which was honestly that I liked being here more than I liked being at my apartment. Sunny, my dog, loved playing in the backyard with his dog, Casey. And it just felt so good to be here. And I would just say that to him. I would just say, I love being here. I love waking up here. I love that Sonny gets to hang out in the backyard. It's so convenient being able to pull up to the driveway. Oh my gosh, I love that you have a window above your sink so you can look out the window when you're washing your hands and washing the dishes. Like I wasn't saying, hey man, invite me to live here. But I was even just saying out loud all of the things that I loved about being here. And there was this time when I hadn't lived here yet, but for some reason I had stayed at the house. I think I was recording in his podcast studio, which is the one I'm in right now. And I had cooked dinner and he came home from golf and he was like, wow, I could get used to this. And I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> planting seeds, but not saying it. And I joke, but it's it's true. I was unapologetically saying how I felt without being like making it feel like I was holding a gun to his head and saying, hey, you better ask me to move in. And then it felt so good. And it was so sweet because the morning of my birthday, we went out to breakfast and we had been watching HDIRL and he saw there were little subtitles underneath our names that were like caves environment, shores environment. And he's like, so what am I? What's my environment? And I'm like, oh, you're caves. And what's yours? Oh, I'm shores. And he's like, so can caves and shores live together? How does that work? And of course, my little invitation signals are tingling, and but not even thinking that he's asking me to move in. I'm like going into this whole human design environment spiel about how those two could be supportive together, like not even thinking about what he's asking me. And he's like, Alex, like, will you do you want to move in with me? I don't think you should resign your lease. I think you should move in with me and we should do this thing together and have a home together and start a life together. Like I'm ready for this and I'm, I'm ready. I'm in, I'm all in. And I was just like, what? Oh my gosh. I didn't even have to ask. I didn't even have to go for it. 
All I had to do was be myself and continue expressing how he was making me feel, how the relationship was making me feel, and what I liked about the space that we shared together and the life that we were creating together. And through just directly communicating how he was making me feel, I received all of the invitations that I desired, and it felt so good for him to say it first, for him to ask me first. And look, that's just my preference. This isn't about like male or female dynamic. When I talk about the masculine feminine between us, it's it's not about male, female. It's just about these roles that we play and what works for us in our relationship. And what has really, really worked for him and how I can see that this works for the projector generator dynamic is the projector creating the space and setting the tone for the sacral to respond with invitations for the projector to continue indirectly leading. So while he leads, I feel like I tee him up to to drive the ball. You know, it's like without me teeing him up, there would be nothing for him to respond to. So I'm not asking for anything directly. I'm just saying what I want and saying what I like and expressing how I feel, which offers him the opportunity to respond to what I'm expressing by providing an invitation for our relationship to go deeper. I noticed this happening in every area of my life. And now that I see it so clearly in my relationship, I feel like I've completely hacked <laughs> the energy, like energetics, but not in like this, ha ha ha, like I get to manipulate you type of way, but like, oh my gosh, the projector's role is to tee up the generator. That's all it is. And teeing them up isn't saying, I want this, go do this, please do that. Can I have this? It's like, hey, I want this. I like this. I feel this way. You do this to me. You make me feel this way. And then they're like, oh, wow, the room, the expansion. The difference between teeing someone up versus being like, this is the shot. This is what it's going to be. This is what I want the terms to be. This is where it's going to land. No, that doesn't feel good for any of us. So yes, as a projector, it is so important to put yourself out there, to live your life, to express how you're feeling, to be honest about where you're at and what you want out of life. But to cast an expectation onto someone else to fulfill your wants and needs is the quickest way to get you nothing. (laughs) And you might get what you want, kind of, but it's not going to feel successful because it's not going to feel like you received it. It's going to feel like you went out there and made it happen. So there's nothing wrong with taking aligned action. If that aligned action means being honest and open and authentic about who you are and what you desire, that is such a beautiful thing to practice. And if you're a projector who is confused about waiting for the invitation and you don't know how to call in these relationships and these environments and these work opportunities and whatever it is that you're trying to call in and you're wanting to make happen, all you have to do is continue to put yourself in the places where you feel good. Find the people who you feel good around 
and get to know them. Ask them questions. Express how they make you feel. Be honest. Lead with an open heart. And when you tee those people up, they will, if they desire the same thing, respond with an invitation that will feel so sweet to receive because you didn't go out there and try to make it happen. You were just living your life and being honest and being authentic about who you are and what you want. And that is the beauty of waiting for invitations. And that's why I will always encourage projectors to learn how to cultivate patience and develop awareness in the process of waiting for the invitation because it is a beautiful and necessary practice in order to flow in the direction of alignment with your own design. I'm Alex Cantone and you're invited.